Unless otherwise indicated, all the names, characters, businesses, places, events, and incidents in these stories and audio narrations are either the product of the author's imagination or used in a fictitious manner. Any resemblance to actual persons, living or dead, or actual events is purely coincidental. The stories and audio narrations are not intended as a substitute for the medical advice of physicians. The reader and or listener should consult a physician in matters related to his or her health, and particularly with respect to any symptoms that may require diagnosis or medical attention. Mature content. Listener discretion is advised. Zen medicine. I'm an intuitive tantric Reiki healer. I'm neither formally trained nor educated in being a tantra or Reiki healer. I'm just pretty plugged into the universe, and this is my calling, for better or for worse. How people find me? Well, there's word of mouth and divine timing. Here's my story. Words are like sound; they carry an energetic frequency that impacts our spiritual bodies. This holds true regardless of whether they're spoken or not. That's why they say that you need to be mindful of the words that come out of your mouth. So I just closed my eyes and started counting, focusing on my breathing as I tamped down the rage within me that wanted to blow like a fucking volcano. The rage was so hot that I saw nothing but the color red in my mind, and it would have consumed me if not for Henry. His soft voice cut into my dark thoughts. Breathe, Zen Edison. Breathe and release the anger. And just like that, the black rage broke apart. Its grip on me shattering like glass. For years, Henry had worked with me on tempering my emotions, especially when it came to my mother. The rage that I had thought was under control had just laid dormant after all these years. Yeah, so it seems that I do need to still confront this bitch, and I don't just mean my mother. When I finally opened my eyes, my temper had cooled to a simmer. Dad, I said quite frankly as I looked at his pale, ghostly face. I don't want to talk about mom. I shrugged as I shook my head. I'm not interested. You mean you're not ready, Z? Dad said as his mouth twisted woefully. You're not willing. Before I could respond, a calm voice interrupted us. If and when she is ready, I will help her. Dad and I turned to look at Lady, who had walked up to stand beside me, an open bottle of apple cider in her hand. Her long white blonde hair flowed over her shoulders like a waterfall. Her arctic blue eyes on the ghostly spirit of my father. The fact that she could see and hear him didn't surprise me. In her case, there's really not much about her that shocks the shit out of me anymore. I was actually thankful that she could see Dad. It saves a lot of time in trying to explain what's going on. Carl, Lady, inclined her head at my father. It's good to see you, my friend. My father returned the greeting, inclining his ghostly head at her, Lady. Then he thrust out a pale hand at her. Thank you for taking care of my Z. I watched as Lady reached out to clasp the ghost hand. It looked like they made contact the way the two hands held and shook. With her white hair, Lady smiled as she glanced at me. I can now proclaim her to be my daughter, Coral. I frowned as I watched my crowd of ghost ancestors surround us. Their greeting to Lady was a closed fist over their hearts, their heads bowing in respect. 
You all know Lady? I asked, and they nodded. Lady smiled at them as she looked at me. We're all family, Z. She held up her bottle of apple cider to them. Cheers, everyone. Happy Halloween. The cheers and shouts from my ancestors shook the air, and I smiled as my eyes spied a couple of passerbys looking at us strangely. If only these mere mortals could hear what was going on. And again for the second time tonight, I thanked the universe for my intuitive gifts to make it possible for me to be a part of this. We hung out with Dad and my ancestors all night. Then at the end of the witching hour, Lady and I stood with Dad at the outskirts of the forest just before dawn. My second wind was winding down and I was yawning moderately. Baby, you need to get some sleep. I yawned again. I will, but not before I see you off, I said tiredly. It sucks that I have to wait until next Halloween to see you. And you call yourself an intuitive, Dad said as he shook his head. Now that your intentions blocking ghosts are gone, I can certainly see you every day, baby. Do you still have that moon bracelet that I gave you when you were small? Of course I do. I responded and narrowed my eyes in thought, trying to remember where I put it. Wear it and think of me. I'll be there. He glanced at the dark star-filled morning sky. Witching hours closing, baby. I best be leaving. We watched and waved goodbye to my ancestors as they slowly made their way into the darkness of the forest, waving back at us before disappearing. I moved into the same space as my father, putting my arms around his ghostly waist. The cold contact made me shiver. You take care, dad, I murmured as I reluctantly stepped back. He smiled at me as he caressed my head. My little girl. His smile dimmed as he touched my hands. Think about what I said about mom. If you decide to see her, let me know because I want to be there with you. I sighed, pursing my lips. No promises, dad. He shrugged, but the smile was still there. My little girl, he said softly as his body dissipated like mist under the rising sun. Take care of my little girl, lady. Lady nodded and waved at him. Take care, Carl. A moment later, lady and I were alone. Henry and I were walking on a beach with pure white sand. The vast blue ocean water glittering so brightly I still had to squint, despite my shades. My large spirit dog of unknown breed, Howard, was ahead of us, darting in and out of the ocean, playing with the incoming and receding waves. I took a good look at Henry, his tall, slender form moving gracefully and looking quite like Wesley from The Princess Bride. He wore a simple white cotton form-fitting t-shirt tucked neatly into beige khaki pants. His feet bare, tall, blonde white hair with golden white eyes. You know, I never really thought much about it before, but now I'm wondering what other spirit guides wore. You know, Henry, I said as I smirked at him, you look pretty hot for a spirit guide, but I'm not entirely convinced that it's not just an illusion and you really look like Jabba the Hutt. The eye roll he gave me was priceless. Excuse me, but you never had an issue with my appearance before, Z. That's because you usually look like Tinkerbell to me, I retorted. Just a blinking gold light. Why is it that I can see all of you now? He smiled as he tilted his head slightly. You've upgraded energetically, Z. You're stronger now than you were before, before the shooting. I stopped then, grabbing both of his large hands with mine. Speaking about that, I began slowly looking up at him with tears streaming down my cheeks, my heart shaking with emotion. Thank you. Thank you for saving me. He wrapped his large arms around me, his chin on my head. We're family, Z. That's what families do for each other. 
Halbert came running up to us, his long, golden, shaggy hair flying everywhere, his long, wet tongue hanging out of his large mouth. I knelt and threw my arms around his sizable, hairy body. And here's my other hero, I shouted as I hugged him tightly. Then pulling back, I had a 12-inch vegan doggy biscuit in my right hand. I'm not sure what spirit dogs liked, so I thought organic. I swear he was smiling at me when he gingerly took the doggy treat into his enormous mouth. And as his golden eyes held mine, a thought popped into my head. Pyrenean Mastiff. I woke from the dream with a massive smile on my face. Lady and I had crashed in a small but comfy, secluded cottage that was off the beaten path west of Mary Catherine's place. It was gorgeous and incredibly homey, with an open view of the mountain lake. Ladies' thoughtful touches were all over the place, from the fresh clothes laid out on the bed to the tasty breakfast that was waiting for me when I got out of the shower. Then, in only a bathrobe, I sat in the small dining nook on a window seat facing the magnificent view, enjoying Dutch baby pancakes and fried eggs and mushrooms with a huge mug of fresh coffee. Sometimes life just couldn't get much better than this. Just as I polished off the pancakes, I heard the door to the cozy cottage open. Lady breezed in with the cold mountain air, her cheeks pink. This morning, she had her long white blonde hair in an updo ponytail, wearing a purple fleece pullover with black insulated pants tucked into her gray boots. Hey, Lady smiled as she closed the door. I got a surprise for you if you're ready. You're up early, I said as I returned her smile. I saw that you even ate already. I motioned my fork to her empty plate. I can't believe you're up this early after we got in, like, what, after five in the morning? I looked around then, not realizing what time it was. What time is it anyway? It's 2.30 in the afternoon. Oh, so I just ate pancakes for a late lunch. It was like I was on vacation, and I was beginning to enjoy my unusual days in the mountains. I smiled at Lady as I settled deeper into my window seat. What's the surprise? I didn't read your mind, Lady began, holding her hands up, but I figured that you'd want to dye your hair back to black. The huge smile that cracked my face was answer enough for her as she burst out laughing. Personally, I like the white hair, but it's your choice, sweetheart. I've asked my personal stylist to come, and she'll be here shortly. I jumped to my feet and threw my arms around her tall, slender frame. I love you, Lady, I said emotionally as tears suddenly clogged my throat. Thank you for everything. She held me just as tight, her hand softly stroking the back of my head. I was so worried that you would have hate in your heart for the bastard who shot you, that he permanently traumatized you enough to shut down your intuitive gifts. I despise him, I said through clenched teeth as I pulled back to look up at my beautiful auntie. The unexpected heat from my wage sprung out so quickly that it almost overtook my senses almost blinding me with his intensity. My entire body shook from the outrage and anger of what he had the nerve to do to me. I hate him, I said, my breathing becoming shallow. I want to stab him in the heart for what he did to me. I want his black soul to suffer in the deep depths of hell. Lady's arctic blue eyes held mine steadily, saying nothing as I continued to spew out the negative vibrations that rocked me. Henry and Howard appeared then, their glowing, golden, ethereal forms standing beside her. Their appearance and loving energy were such a comfort to me that I felt the black rage release its hold on me. Looking at all of them, I slowly came back to my senses, my breathing becoming deeper, steadier. 
I continued evenly, but I remembered when I was younger, you had said that these things were part of the divine plan. You said that it was part of my spiritual ascension. Henry nodded, his golden white eyes loving. But I'm not going to lie, lady. Dr. Ambrose fucked me up, I said, my voice thick with tears. I do need help. I felt the wet tears roll down my cheeks. Please help me get better. She nodded gently as she pulled me into a tight bear hug. I sobbed harder when I felt Henry wrap his golden arms and wings around both of us, cradling us so tenderly. Jackie, lady's stylist, looked at my long snow-white hair with such a critical look you'd have thought she was getting ready for surgery. People would kill to have your hair, see? Jackie said finally, as she fingered my white hair. It's soft and healthy and pure white. Then she looked at me with a deep frown. Are you sure you want to dye it black? I nodded and she sighed. I'm going to have to do a couple of treatments to get the hair ready to take in the black dye. And even then, you're going to have to come back to get another treatment. So today's just the start. At my frown, Jackie shrugged. That's what it takes if you want your hair black. Besides the color treatment, Lady has surprised me with a spa day for the two of us. So while Jackie was busy trimming and prepping my hair for the color treatment, I was also getting a manicure and a pedicure at the same time. I don't know how Jackie managed it, but she worked on my hair as another lady gave me an Abiyanga hot oil massage. The moan that slipped out of me was profound, heartfelt, and oh my god, orgasmic. The entire event was surreal because I'd never had any of this done before. But oh my god, the things I was missing out after all this time. After hours of pampering, I felt so good, so relaxed, that I thought that nothing could kick my ass off this soft, pink cloud of sensuality. I had my eyes closed as Jackie finally removed the towel from my color-treated hair and jolted when I heard her shriek in surprise. Opening my eyes, I stared at myself in the mirror and watched as my long snowy white hair tumbled over my shoulders. Henry had been leaning against the mirror patiently observing the spa day unfold for hours on end. Howard was sitting next to him, his golden eyes unblinking on me. At my shocked look, Henry just shook his head. You know, if you had just asked me, I'd have told you earlier that the color treatment wouldn't work, Z. Why not? I shrieked, making Jackie jump. Why won't it work? Because it's a reminder of what you're becoming, Henry said patiently. You're transcending. You can't go back to what you were. Fuck. Music credit by Kogan Audio. Sound credit by zacksplat.com. Story created, written, and narrated by Z.E. Lian. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please consider supporting us by subscribing on Apple iTunes and leaving us a five-star review. It helps people find us and it is greatly appreciated. Follow the continuing story of Zen Medicine on medium.com. Music